It's not hard to look around in the world and see hate. It's not hard. There seems to be more and more hate in the world as time goes on. And in my opinion, there also is more love in the world as time goes on. But, you know, with every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So I want to talk about hate today. I want to talk about your feelings of hate, maybe how to deal with feelings of hate around you, because it is everywhere. And in order to get through life, we need to figure out how to deal with it in a healthy way. So let's get into it. Okay, are you ready for this one? One of the most overused words in the English language that I think we could do without is the word hate. Now, let me start with the fact that when you really dive deep into what the brain does when somebody hates, why we hate, what hate really means, the opposite of hate is not necessarily love. Now, I could make this really simple and just say to stop hating somebody, work on loving them. But if you've lived longer than a day, you know that trying to will yourself and force yourself into loving somebody that you hate doesn't actually work most of the time. And if you feel like it, it's kind of working, oftentimes that love is more condescending and it may come from more of kind of a self-righteous place. Like you, you know, you hurt me, you harmed me, you're a bad person, but I love you because I'm better. <laughs> and I, I want to steer away from that concept of love as well, because that is not love. That is just kind of hate in a different form. So before really getting into it, I want to step back and have a really quick talk about what hate really is. Do you really understand hate, when you feel hate? And maybe if you're not somebody who really hates anybody, well, somebody might hate you. <laughs> so if somebody hates you or if somebody you love hates another person that you love, if hate is anywhere in your vicinity, you might have an interest in really understanding hate. So first, the the basic definition of hate is to intensely and passionately dislike Maybe that's somebody, maybe that's something, maybe that's a group of people. Feelings of hate, though, are usually what we call a secondary emotion. So what is a secondary emotion? Well, first, we need to know what a primary emotion is before we know what a secondary emotion is. So a primary emotion is an emotion that happens directly after a cue of some kind or a trigger. More specific, more descriptive, right? These emotions are, are the more specific and more descriptive emotions when we try to describe how we feel. They're usually a response to something external that happens, or I would say they always are a response to something external that happens. So I'll give you a couple of examples, real world examples. 
Uh, your friend throws you a surprise party, right? You're walking in with your friend. You just got back from dinner. You think you're just going to take off your coat and start getting ready for bed. But everybody jumps out and surprises you with balloons and cake. You're surprised. And immediately following that surprise, which is the external cue, you feel excited and you feel welcomed immediately upon being surprised. So that is your primary response of emotions. Here's another example. If you're in a fight with your sister and she gets mad and she yells and she hangs up on you, your immediate emotions may be shock, frustration, and hurt immediately upon that cue of her hanging up. One more example, if you are, mm, I don't know, let me look around. There's a road, there's a road outside. Okay, if you're crossing the road and a car doesn't see you and the car nearly hits you, it screeches to a halt, it's only a foot away from you or inches away from you, your heart is pounding and your immediate emotion following this might be fear. This is your first layer of emotions as a reaction to something external that has happened. Okay, that is your primary emotions. So your secondary emotions are a little bit more complex. These emotions describe your reaction to your primary emotions that you just had. Meaning, this is how you feel about your primary emotions. So let's go back to the examples. Your friends throwing you the surprise party. You got surprised, you felt excited, and you felt welcomed. And after a few seconds of your brain kind of processing those emotions of excitement and being welcomed, now it decides that it feels joy. Those feelings of being excited and being welcomed make me feel joy. So joy is my secondary emotion. If you're in a fight with your sister and she hangs up on you, you immediately feel shock, frustration, and hurt. Remember, those are your primary emotions. And when you observe those feelings of yours, you know, it's 30 seconds after you've just hung up, you're kind of getting through the shock and the frustration and the hurt. And then you're like, hey, now I feel angry because that's unfair that she had to hang up the phone on me and make me feel that way. I don't want to feel shock, frustration, and hurt, and she made me feel that way, so now I'm angry at her. Who is she to treat me like that? So my secondary emotion is anger. When right off the bat, I, I might not have been angry. Now, third example, you're crossing that road, the car almost hits you, you immediately feel fear, your primary emotion, well after your brain has a few seconds or minutes to process that fear and kind of come down and you realize you're still alive and now you have the luxury of feeling more than just fear, your brain's observing that fear and now for a different reason, you might also feel anger about the fact that this external force made you fear for your life. So that fear was the primary emotion and that anger here is the secondary emotion. Now we often just address the secondary emotion, that anger, in our interactions with other people and in trying to make sense of and process our own emotions. 
So if you're trying to process your emotions and you're trying to make sense of your emotions, but you're only addressing that secondary emotion, well, of course, that's going to cause problems. This is why we sometimes get stuck in this loop with this emotion that we keep coming back to. We're angry with our sister for hanging up on us, so we address the anger, but that was just the secondary emotion that was our observation of our primary emotion. What caused that anger was the shock and hurt. The shock and hurt are going to be dealt with differently and expressed differently when you're talking to your sister than the anger. And honestly, the shock and the hurt are going to be easier for her to understand and address than just your anger. This is also why we get stuck arguing in circles with a spouse or a loved one. We are only addressing their secondary emotion and not digging deep into the primary emotions. So things aren't really being addressed or solved. This is one of the intentions, by the way, of therapy and of coaching to help you learn to actively observe and understand your primary emotions instead of just skip over the primary emotions and just react to the secondary emotions, which are rarely the real problem. They're a symptom of the deeper problem. There are lots of layers to emotions, obviously. We need to observe them. We need to learn about what primary emotions seem to be on repeat for ourselves. For example, for me, a primary emotion I commonly jump to immediately is annoyance. (laughs) I can get annoyed easily, which then turns into more complex emotions that are harder for me to solve, like frustration or anger. What I really need to look at is that primary emotion, that primary reaction of being annoyed. How do I deal with being annoyed so that I don't go to frustration and anger? So let's bring this around full circle. This episode is about hate. Let's talk more about hate. So does it make more sense now when I say that hate is a secondary emotion? Let's say you stared at your phone after your sister hung up on you. You're feeling hurt shock, and frustration as your primary emotions. Well, this is the 4,300th time that she's hung up on you. And after all of these primary emotions have been building up unmanaged, and you're feeling so much unmanaged anger as a secondary emotion, this can compound. And eventually, instead of your secondary emotion being anger, that might end up being hate. And now you hate your sister, right? This is important to understand because no matter who you are, there is always going to be someone out there who hates you. You might have thought that this episode is about your hate towards other people. And yes, it's about that. But it's about so much more than that. It's about just as a human learning to deal with the human emotion of hate wherever it is coming from. Maybe they don't hate you specifically, maybe they do, but maybe they've never met you and they still hate you because of your ideas, because of what you stand for, because they're completely incompatible with your set of ideas. Maybe you're a part of a group or a religion or a set of beliefs that you identify with. There's always someone out there who hates you no matter what. And that's something that's really important to understand and realize. And it's not always personal because that hate is more about them and their emotions that they're dealing with. 
Now, when we are faced with the reality that someone hates us, a natural reaction is to defend, attack back, to call them a hater. Hater's going to hate. You're just being a hater. Seeing them as the attacker and us as the victim who doesn't deserve the unjust hate. And maybe, maybe you're right. But it's so much more complex than that. It's an important life skill to be able to stop. (sighs) Take a breath and think about how that person came to hate you. Before you respond, take a breath. Whether or not you agree or whether or not you think it's justified, they don't just go straight to the hate, do they? Remember all of those primary emotions that happened first? There were probably a lot of complex emotions leading up to that point before the hate came. Now, this does not mean you have to agree with them. It doesn't mean you have to appease them. It doesn't mean you have to please them. But understanding this might help your interactions with them. Or it might help you compromise with them if it's appropriate. It might help you see them as human. It might, sell, it might help you see yourself in this person who hates you or who you hate. And what's going to happen there is it's going to help you become a stronger person with a more compassionate heart and stronger moral character. Now, I'm not saying stronger moral character than them. If that's what you're thinking, your focus is in the wrong direction. Stronger moral character than what you previously had. And understanding someone and maybe where their emotions and feelings of hate are coming from doesn't mean agreeing with someone. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back, okay? Understanding someone doesn't mean you agree with someone. If you can have the maturity and the grace to see the humanity and the deeper layers to a person who hates you, and maybe you've been hating them well, you're going to start to feel that hate in your heart fade just a little bit. Because guess what? Hatred doesn't do anything. It doesn't solve any problems. It doesn't correct the other person. It just poisons you. You are the one who is losing. You know that quote? I don't know who said it. I don't know. We all know it. Hatred is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Or it's something like that. But that's the concept I'm getting at here. It might even feel good to hate sometimes, right? It might even feel just or justified. It might make you feel more righteous, like your hate will create results. Like it's somehow going to do a justice to hate this person or this group of people after everything they've done or said. Maybe hate kind of feels good in that, in that situation. But whether you hate them or don't hate them, nothing changes. The world looks the same. You're just less whole of a person. And you're more miserable with all of that intense negative emotion swirling in your brain, creating metabolic and hormonal responses in your body, elevating your cortisol and affecting the way you see the world, affecting the way you see yourself. Meanwhile, that person is still doing the things that they would the way they would if you weren't simmering in hate. They're fine. You're the one suffering. 
So in this moment, when you see their humanity, instead of hating them or hating them back because they hate you, what you don't realize is that you suddenly have created a connection with this person. They don't see it. They might someday, or maybe they will never see this connection. But your brain sees it. And that does some beautiful things to your mind and to your spirit. Now you might be thinking, yuck, I don't want to feel a connection to this person. Well then, you're not ready. And you don't have a true understanding of connection if you're saying that. Again, connection doesn't mean agreeing. It doesn't mean endorsing. It doesn't mean jumping on board and allowing everything that made you hate them to just, you know, take over. Connection is something that can happen in sadness, in hurt, in joy. Connection simply means you and I are both human. We are both spirits. This is a fact. And though I may or may not like you, Feeling this connection is how we or I am going to make it through. It's how I'm going to become a better version of myself. It's how I'm going to understand the world better so I can make the world better. Because it's so much bigger than just your problem with that person. It's so much bigger. And when you feel that connection... In your interactions with this person, you may naturally come to know a better way to communicate with them about your disagreements. The words and sentences when you talk to them and try to work through your differences may fall naturally into a place where you can actually communicate. And if needed, you may be able to influence this person better. And if there's no communication because of the nature of the relationship, or it's an entire group of people, you may be able to at least just let go of that hatred and finally feel some peace. Doesn't that sound nice? Doesn't that sound like a nice break from that hate? So let's go back to my first 20 seconds of this podcast. The opposite of hatred is not love. It's connection. Because hate in itself is a deep, dark, seething disconnection. And we struggle to overcome hate. Because we think that if we don't hate them, if we have to love them, and, you know, maybe we're not quite ready for that. Or maybe we just don't want it. Well, I'm here to tell you, You don't need it. I think that feeling love for people that you hate is probably the end goal and it's great, but you don't need to feel love immediately in order to get over that hate. You don't need to feel deep love for somebody who hurt you immediately. All you need to do is feel connected to them. Even if that connection is just a calm resolve and understanding of their humanity and you never have to see them again in your life to feel that connection. Or maybe you want to repair a relationship. Well, instead of trying to jump all the way over to loving that person, just take the steps 
to try to find that connection with that person if only on the basis of your shared humanity. Or let's say your spouse and you are on the brink of divorce. Well, you're likely feeling some form of hate for your spouse. Maybe not if you're one of the lucky few who is on the brink of divorce and feels no hate. But often this is the case. But you want to try to give it one last deep breath before you actually sign on the dotted line. Don't force yourself to feel all the love that you felt on your wedding day. That's not going to heal your hate because that's just going to be forced. And as a side note, you can love and hate that person at the same time, which makes it more confusing because you're like, well, I already love them, but I also hate them. How does that work? If you don't believe me that you can love and hate somebody at the same time, you're probably not married. (laughs) So just start. Just start with trying to connect with this person. Start in your mind, feeling that invisible connection that we've talked about. Start with those thoughts. Be aware of your emotions. Then move to a more tangible connection. Conversations. Time where you can connect. Eventually, you may be able to move to physical connection. And even if you still end up splitting up because that's just what's right in this situation, it's that connection that will bring you peace. And if you end up staying together, well, that's the connection that will help you let go of the hate and move forward. But you can't force the other side, whether that's a loved one or someone in your past who's hurt you or a group of people, to try to connect or to even want to connect. You can't force them to. And you know what? This connection isn't even for them. It's for you. And by natural progression, that connection can heal them too. And they can reciprocate the connection on their end if they so choose. But if not, again, this connection is for your peace and your growth as a human being. It's for you to understand your world better, the world better. And it's for you to learn from. It's not for them. But, you know, if they choose they can also benefit from this connection. The opposite of hate is connection. You stop hating someone when you allow yourself to feel connected to them. And when you stop hating, sometimes you even start loving. And when you start feeling love and connection, your mind opens, your thoughts clear, And you're more able to solve problems. And you're more able to confidently represent yourself when talking to these people or to this person. It doesn't mean you don't feel hurt. It doesn't mean you sometimes, you know, don't even feel anger. But it does mean that you don't lose sight of humanity. It does mean you have a mature understanding of human emotion and how complex it really is. And how people don't get to this point just because they woke up one day and decided to be crappy, right? And if you're not ready for that connection, well, then you're not ready. But try to head in that direction. 
Keep it in mind. And when you're ready, reach for that connection and feel that heavy, hot, ugly, yucky hate start to soften and feel your burden lighten. And as always, pray to God for his help to soften your heart so that you can feel that connection instead of that hate. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you for today. Now, remember, I publish episodes twice a week, whether it's about psychology or about relationships or about fitness and health. That's all my jam. I'm I'm, I love all of it. I want to help you with all of it. So if you're new here, make sure to subscribe in iTunes or in whatever platform you're listening. And if available in the platform where you're listening to this podcast, please leave me a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you want to hear more of. I love you guys. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.